Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at Walgreens. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. I'm Lauren Rosen, and this is a 76ers Insiders one-on-one interview from the 76ers Podcast Network. Today's guest is Furkan Korkmaz, who I got to chat with earlier this month as he traveled from Istanbul to Philadelphia to sign his new contract with the Sixers. In case you weren't aware, Furkan is definitely a foodie, and in our interview, we covered his favorite restaurants in Philadelphia, his decision to return to Philly, his home away from home, and the pride he felt watching Matisse Thibel compete in the Olympics, plus much more. Without further ado, here's our conversation. We're back at the facility, and I am joined by the one and only Furkan Korkmaz, who is getting ready to return to the Sixers for his fifth year. Furk, thank you for sitting down with me. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you. Good to talk to you. It's good to see you and good to talk to you. Tell me what the last month or so since I've seen you has been like. Where have you been? Let's not talk about the contract yet. Where have you been? What have you been up to? I was in Turkey all the time. Uh, actually not because after the season was over I went to Canada to play for the national team then I went back home spent time with the family and friends I had a vacation now again I'm back working but uh, overall I was in Turkey um, it was good to be in home you know spend time um, I had really good time because I really missed my home my country uh, I've been here for a long time like seven eight months um, but overall it was it was a good summer so when you and I spoke last season, you talked about how important it is to get back to Turkey and to have time there. So for those of us that haven't spent time out there, tell us why Turkey is so special to you. Obviously, it's where you're from, but what makes you look forward to going back? First, my family, because I'm having a chance to see them. Uh, my sister, my mom and dad, you know, my nephews. And second, my friends, uh, because during the season, you know, our schedule, like, it's so busy. It's not also easy to fly from Turkey and stay here for a long time uh, because we are on the road also a lot. And, you know, of course, good food. I don't think I need to talk about the food because everybody knows about the food culture in <laughs> Turkey. And um, it's fun. You know, we have really good, like, vacation places. Uh, 
for me also uh, I like to spend time in Izmir uh, which is like a vacation place I go there every summer uh, and this summer I stay there like 15 days close to two weeks and uh, that was that was good good time Furcon people love you in Philadelphia but my understanding is that they love you even more in Turkey so what's it like when you go home there like what is your celebrity status like there compared <laughs> to what it's like here I mean, this summer especially, uh, it was different than last couple of years because um, people, they were at home, they were watching the games more, everybody was like more interested in sports because, uh, you know, we had a like bad two years, uh, which which was not fun uh, because all this whole COVID uh, economy all over the world, uh, people was trying to get away uh, from the stress and sport was uh, the main maybe object and uh, everybody watched more uh I don't want to talk about my celebrity right now. <laughs> that situation <laughs> makes me feel weird, but uh, people recognize me more. Uh, they respect more because I think uh, I'm doing a good job here to represent my country, and then they love it. Well, and it's a big deal, and I think especially after watching the Olympics, we all are more aware of, of how much different people mean to their countries. So if you don't want to talk about what a celebrity you are, I can, because I know that you mean a lot to those people, and so I'm really happy that you got to spend that time there, especially because you quarantined in Philadelphia last year, right? You didn't mm-hmm. get to spend that extended time away that you usually get to spend. Yeah. I was in Philly like close to four months when first uh, shutdown happened. And, uh, you know, last two years, it was a lot of ups and downs because of the covid uh, we didn't really have like big gap of summer uh, to spend uh, at home, uh, but yeah, like when you play for your national team, uh, people looking at you different. Um, they respect you more. Uh, they feel like you are giving your country something to play for the national team. I think that's the most important thing. And as a player, uh, to play in NBA, of course, different story, uh, different feelings. Like uh, everybody's dream to be here. But play for the national team also uh, brings a lot of emotions uh, too, you know, because you feel like I feel like 80 million people uh, in Turkey, they're following me. Uh, they are hard. I feel they are hard. You know, their feelings, uh, they show a lot of respect and uh, love, uh, which makes you feel different for your uh, country. So thank you for sharing all that, because I'm really interested now in like international basketball culture and what your life is like when you're away from the Sixers. But now that you're back, we learned the news that you're going (laughs) to be back with the Sixers. Tell us about that decision. What led you to make the decision to return? I mean, I'm telling this every time. Uh, My NBA NBA career starts with the Sixers, starts with the Philly. uh, And I I spent four years here. Uh, Right now, it looks like another three years, you know. I I feel like I'm going to be the next mayor of the Philly, you know, <laughs> because I spend a lot of time here. Uh it's also good to play for the team that um invest in you, you know, believe in you uh because I really see that believe faith in me. Uh and also I love the city, I love this culture. Uh and also I feel like on the basketball side we have a lot to do. We have more to do. Uh, that makes me another um uh, that makes me excited too because uh, we're going to play for something. We're going to play for championship. You know, we are not going to just uh, play just to play. Um, that was also uh, another thing that uh, makes my decision to come back to Philly. So let's talk about that basketball side. Obviously, last season didn't end the way that you wanted it to. So so how does the way that last season ended inform the work that you're now putting in and your goals for this next season? Definitely, last season didn't end that uh, how we expected uh, because we wanted to get the championship. And then uh, I've been in this organization for four years, but uh, last year was the most uh, the fate that I had for to get get the championship. Uh, I really felt it. I thought like we're gonna be the champion. Uh, that's why I feel like it's unfinished business. 
I think uh, we should get start to work uh, and then commit to play again. What have you focused on this offseason? What are the areas that you're that you're most paying attention to in your own game that you want to bring mm-hmm. to this next phase with the Sixers? I mean, uh, I don't want to say just one thing because I feel like we can learn, uh, we can improve ourselves every day, uh, like from different perspective. If you talk about our like bodies, because that's the most important thing. I believe uh, we need to be healthy during the season because it's a long season uh, and intense. Uh, I'm also working on my like body, like every summer that I do, but this summer especially. Um, not like summer buddy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> talking about real season buddy, <laughs> like NBA player buddy. And um, I'm going to work on my uh, pull-ups. <laughs> we can move on. But thank you for clarifying. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know me enough what I mean. Yes, I of course. And I know you. that you put in work. And let's yes. actually talk about that because last season you kept talking about how you wanted to improve on defense. And I think by the playoffs you really did. And, and you sort of made yeah. a name for yourself as a plus defender, as an improving defender in this league. So tell me a little bit more about, about defense and how that's continuing to develop and, and where that stands still in your priority list. I think last year overall my best defensive season. Uh, also my third year I think uh, I made a big jump. But last year... I was feeling super comfortable in defense. Um, I was feeling like uh, I was trying to do what the coaches want me to do. Uh, I don't have any issues on defensive side. Uh, of course, like every posi- every position is not perfect, like offense. You don't play perfect in offense every position. In defense, the same way. But I think I limited the uh, mistakes that I did in defense. Uh, offensively, uh, I think I should be better uh, pull up, pull up shooting, you know. Uh, I think last year... The one thing that Doc uh, wanted me to do, uh, create off the pick and rolls, because he knows that I can play uh, with the ball. Uh, he wanted me to create more with the second win especially. Uh, but this year I'm going to be more uh, creating uh, that I'm seeing myself uh, to create more. And also like shooting, like everybody knows that I can shoot. Of course I'm going to be keep shooting it, but uh, driving, kick, find the open, open guy uh, to play the team better, uh, make the team better. And, uh, of course, it comes with the responsibility, but I think I'm ready for that. So we're going to take a sharp right turn in the conversation to come back to something that you talked about at the beginning, which was food in Turkey. Mm-hmm. I had this similar sit down with Danny Green a couple of days ago. Danny told me about his favorite restaurants in Philly. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that you consider yourself sort of a food expert, a food connoisseur. Definitely, yes. So tell me, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, yep, 100%. Yes. So tell me more about that. Why is food such a passion to you? And then can you give us a couple of your favorites yeah. in Philadelphia? Uh, first of all, when I was younger, uh, I hated eat because I was a skinny guy, you know. Uh, I, d- I, was not in the, I was not in love with the food. Every time my mom was telling me, hey, finish your plate, finish your plate. Uh, don't leave the food on the plate. You know, <laughs> you know how that goes. And then... Um, as soon as like I got here, especially my second year, I start to eat a lot, like a lot, um, and I start to like discover the restaurants, the food, different cultures. And here, the good thing about the Philly, you have like uh, different type of food, different type of uh, the area of the city. Like you, one day you can go eat uh, Japanese food, the other day Italian, the Brazilian. You know, uh, not just like Turkish food. <laughs> of course, I eat Turkish food too, uh, but. I have like uh, four or five different restaurants in the city that I go a lot, uh, which I enjoy most. Do you want to give any shout outs to some of your favorites? Uh, the restaurants? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can say Double Nut for the sushi, uh, for uh, fish and Greek food, Estia. Mm, 
I know you've been there too. And <laughs> that was ridicule. But right now they're closed, which I'm really uh, upset about it. And for the steakhouse, um, I mean, steakhouse, I don't think uh, the steak, like I will say it this way, the steak is like really good in every restaurant in the States. But there's some restaurants, of course, make it better. Um, I don't know. What was the name of the restaurant that uh, Piment is a team at the end of the season? You Did remember? you guys go to Steak 48? Yeah, Steak 48. Danny talked that about was, that as well. That was really good. Uh, I forget the name, but Steak 48 is really good. And what else? Am I missing anything? That was a good list. And Zahav, of course. How of I course. forget about the Zahav? And you're the mayor of Zahav, yeah, right? I'm the mayor of the Zahav. How I can forget about it? <laughs> yeah, Zahav. Thank you, Ferk. I don't think anyone cares where I eat, but I do endorse <laughs> most of those recommendations, some of which I actually got from you, so yeah, thank you. Um, the last topic I want to cover is someone that I know is near and dear to your heart, Matisse Thibel, who just actually played his first international basketball. Mm-hmm. So can you, let's first talk about that. Did you follow his, his journey? Because I know you gave him a little bit of advice about playing internationally. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you to see your brother doing that? Yeah, we were talking about this playing for the national team. Uh, I told him that it's not going to be easy, but I think he played really good. Like I really uh, followed him, uh, watched some of his games. I was super happy because he was looking happy. Because I know him well. Uh, when he's not happy, I can understand. I can tell. Uh, but he was happy. I think he had a, a new best friend, Joe English, which I was a little <laughs> bit jealous. <laughs> I'm going to ask him about this. But uh, overall, I was super happy for him because it's a different experience. Like, you know, I've been playing for the national team for a long time. But I didn't have enough uh, experience about the Olympics because we never had the chance to go, a chance to make it. This year, we had a chance, but we couldn't make it. So... That's why I was feeling a little weird, but I was happy for him. You guys developed a pretty special friendship last season that you've both talked about. So I know that you didn't necessarily re-sign here because of Matisse, but <laughs> how much are you looking forward to continuing the partnership and the friendship you have? Of course, like, uh, I would like to see him as soon as possible. Uh, you know, probably I'm going to see him before the training camp starts, but... Uh, he knows me, he understands me. That's, I think, really important because overall, uh, we all play basketball, but we are not like super close friends. You know, in the teams, in the work, at the office, you feel like you have somebody closer to you that makes you understand, you know, and and you understand him, he understands you. I think that's really important. Perfect. Furkan Korkma, it's always a pleasure to catch up. Thank you for doing this. On behalf of the city of Philadelphia, I don't know if I can even say that if you're the mayor. We're thrilled <laughs> to have you back. Really excited about this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, of course, to Furkan for sitting down, sharing some stories, and as always, making us laugh. Be on the lookout for more of these one-on-one interviews from the 76ers Insiders podcast feed as the build-up to training camp continues. Hard to believe, but it's almost that time once again. I'm Lauren Rosen. Thanks so much for tuning in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. 
going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.